The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Pain can be horrible. And if it's prolonged or frequent, it can significantly impact on the quality of our lives. Are there lifestyle practices that can reduce chronic pain, such as back pain and arthritis? Stay tuned. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. Joining me in the studio, we have Jennifer Skews, a health psychologist, and Dr. John Clark. Welcome to Jennifer and welcome you. to you, John. Thank you for joining us in this program. And pain really is um, just something that can really spoil lives and be very, very challenging to the person suffering and the people who love them. Mm. So would you like to lead off and want to hear some solutions today if there are some for people about mm. pain? Thanks very much, John. Personally, I'm allergic to pain. <laughs> I think many people are, you're not right. alone. <laughs> and uh, our, our story today comes uh, from uh, the United States. Uh, a lady came to some of my meetings where I was giving a presentation on back pain. Mm -hmm. This lady had had pain since she was in what we call junior high school, seventh and eighth mm -hmm. grade. She was on muscle relaxers and mm -hmm. narcotics uh, during that time. And uh, then uh, she graduated, she got married, uh, she had her first child, but during the pregnancy, she couldn't be on all these muscle relaxers because mm -hmm. babies don't need that kind of drugs. Mm -hmm. And so she spent her entire pregnancy in and out of bed doing physical therapy exercises so that she could uh, endure her back pain. She went on to live a life where she started her own business uh, doing uh, seamstress work. Mm -hmm. And uh, she would often work in the garden on the weekend for an hour or two, but it would give her back pain that would keep her from being efficient mm -hmm. in her work during the week. Yeah. Uh, when she got into her 60s, the pain was getting worse, and so she decided to go for medical help. Mm -hmm. She had an MRI scan of her back and she went and saw a spine surgeon. He offered to do a big spine surgery where he would take out multiple discs, mm. put in titanium discs, put rods and screws in her back. Mm. And uh, not long after having this consult with a spine surgeon, she came to my meetings, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, and didn't even talk to me uh, that I ever re recollect during that time. But she came to this uh, topic on uh, back pain mm -hmm. where I present all the principles of why people have back pain and what they can do about it uh, lifestyle-wise to fix it. Well, I came back to that community six months later mm -hmm. and she made an appointment to see me. Oh. And I often see patients uh, on the go while I'm on the road just to give them advice. Well, she came along uh, and she wanted to tell me her story 
And so we sat down and she told me this story about junior high, as I've related. And she says, you know, when you gave that talk on back pain, I decided, okay, this probably won't work, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a 10-day trial. Mm. I'm going to try your program for 10 days. Okay, here's a, a mm. lifetime of back pain mm. starting. Yeah, I was just working it out. If she was in like 13, 14, somewhere there, in early teens, and now she's in her 60s, What's the mass? That's more than twenty, uh, more than forty years. Many years of suffering. Most of her mm. life. Yes. Yeah, so. And so we uh, sat down, and she said uh, she had decided she'd give it a ten-day trial, and she did. But after seven days, she's feeling so good, she decided I'm going to go work in that garden. She worked in the garden for four hours. Wow. With absolutely no pain. pain. Wow. And the next week, no pain. And when I saw her at six months, no pain. And so by changing her lifestyle, she had changed mm -hmm. her life, and she'd gotten back her life, and she'd gotten over her back pain. Mm, that's amazing. I'm very, very, very interested to know what you told her. But before mm. we do, I'd like to hear a little bit from you, Jennifer. Okay. Well, I do have a lot of clients who suffer back pain, and it's a very difficult thing for people, it impacts their life because they get yes. depression, anxiety, yeah. their high stress levels, they don't sleep well because of their pain. Mm. So we have sort of multiple disorders, mm. but there are a number of things I've found out or realised about what causes the pain or why it's maintained. And it isn't always the injury. Um, there are things like what we call cellular memory, where the body has a memory. And when um, a blow has happened to the body or you're in an accident and there's pain, the, mm. the, the cells remember it. And then further down the track, events that are similar to, because that memory is triggered by the five senses, so it might be the sound of an accident, can inc you know, the body responds with that same pain. And people don't connect it. Yeah, and I have a very good example of that. Many, many years ago, I went overseas and I was given a smallpox vaccination. And if anyone's had one, they're very painful. But I had a really bad reaction and was very sick for a while. Um, and they used a little pinprick and, mm. and that didn't heal. It was took a long time, a few weeks to really sort of calm down. And 12 months exactly to the day for a number of years, it would flare up. And I knew that because I checked my passport. So I thought, well, I had that last year. And then it happened again. So it was a number of years before my body's memory disconnected that, that pain factor. That's amazing. And, uh, and I didn't understand it then, but now I understand is that every cell has a memory. Yes, yes I've, I've actually heard that from Dr Arlene Taylor talking mm. about cellular memory. It's quite fascinating. It is. John, do you want to give us some, some of the uh, strategies that you gave to this lady that, would, that helped her? Yes. Uh, you see, when you're dealing with back pain, you're dealing with a big problem that has to do with blood flow. A lot of times the blood going to the spine is not sufficient. Uh, and so what we're doing when we start targeting the lifestyle factors that will help, we're helping improve blood flow. We actually have this saying mm -hmm. in lifestyle medicine that perfect health depends on perfect circulation. Yes, I've heard that. And if you doubt that, try stopping circulation. <laughs> Health decreases rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. But many people don't realize that when you have half enough circulation, you probably have half enough health. Mm -hmm. And so that's the area where we work to improve the circulation. So for her, for my program that I set out in the, in the lecture, 
I had them drink a lot more water. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't keep the blood vessels full of fluid. Mm -hmm. If they're only half full, they're more concentrated, and it takes water to help wash out inflammation okay. and improve circulation. Mm -hmm. The next thing that the program depends on is good exercise. Mm -hmm. You see, if you exercise, you pump the discs in your back. Yes. Studies have been done on these discs showing that if somebody eats a meal and then just sits down, the food particles never make it into the disc. Oh. But if they get up and walk around, they pump the discs and then the nutrition will make it to the center of the disc. You see, discs don't necessarily have blood vessels going through them. Mm. They depend on nutrition coming in from the outsides through diffusion or soaking in, as yeah. we might say. Okay, mm. that's something I didn't know. All right, so that's adequate water, hydration, and then exercise. Exercise. Should those two things. Is there more? What and the exercise should be periodic. And so I have them get up in the morning and take a walk. Walking's the best exercise for pumping those discs. Mm -hmm. I had them take a walk immediately after breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's a good time to walk to make sure the blood doesn't all stagnate to the stomach. I had them walk immediately after lunch for the same reason. And uh, then for the water, we have them drinking water periodically through the day. Mm -hmm. Usually three liters, one when they get up, one two hours after breakfast, and one two hours after lunch. Right. Mm. And then the food choices that uh, we recommended that uh, I used in that particular lecture, I had them eating a whole plant food <laughs> breakfast, about half of which would be something like oatmeal, mm -hmm. and the other half would be fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. And then for lunch, uh, lots of fresh green leafy vegetables, lots of salad type mm -hmm. things, maybe making up half the lunch. And, uh, but no oils, no foods that are created through inflammation, mm -hmm. through bacteria eating on the food, as in rotting food, spoiling food, aging food, like vinegar. Uh, some people say, well, but I was told to take apple cider vinegar for my arthritis. And you think, okay, well, some people ask me, wasn't well, that a good idea? I say, well, why don't you be more natural and just eat the rotten apples? <laughs> uh, and, and people realize right away, okay, that is rotten apples, isn't it? And, 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 and what would happen if you took one of those rotten apples and instead of squeezing it into a bottle for vinegar, you threw it in a batch of good apples? What would happen to the good apples? They go bad. They all go rotten. Mm -hmm. So what happens if I eat a rotten apple or take rotten apple juice, otherwise known as organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, and put it down here on my salad where it's warm. What happens to my salad? It all goes rotten. And you look on labels, there's vinegar in bread, there's vinegar in uh, mm -hmm. salad dressings, there's vinegar in veginase, mayonnaise, ketchup, tomato sauce. And so people end up causing themselves trouble by eating things that sort of light the fire for inflammation. Mm -hmm. So the diet was, was like that. It's very interesting. I'll tell you another story. I had a lady came to me with serious knee arthritis and back pain. She was also suffering from leukemia. Okay. She was on narcotics for pain from the leukemia, from the back pain, and from the knees. She was on disability. Oh, dear. She had had to quit her job. She was a postal worker. Mm -hmm. And she came to me with this uh, cancer and this <coughs> arthritis. And so we set her up on a very similar program, mm -hmm. but we made sure she wasn't getting any inflammatory foods in her diet. We had her doing hot and cold showers to stimulate blood flow. And uh, I left that community because uh, I was usually in a community for about two weeks and then would move on to another community to do meetings. 
And some of her friends called me and said, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to Dottie. They called her Dottie. That was her nickname. Okay. You wouldn't believe what happened to Dottie. I said, really, what's going on? She says, she came to our group and uh, she was shaky. She was sweating. She felt like her heart was pounding too fast and she felt like she's under anxiety. She didn't know what was going on. And uh, then she realized, I haven't taken my morphine in five days. Ah, she was going through withdrawal. She was going through with withdrawal. So there was no pain to trigger her need for narcotics. And so she had totally she stopped. She stopped. <laughs> and so today she's drug-free, pain-free. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Mm, yeah. Amazing. And that sort of brings to an important concept here that there are foods that feed pain mm-hmm. and there are foods that fight pain. You eat fried oils, you can expect pain. You eat uh, lettuce, tomatoes, and mm. avocados, and cucumbers, and all the good fresh fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. you can expect pain to be a lot less. This is to do with inflammation, isn't Mm. it? Which foods cause inflammation and stop inflammation, which is a wonderful thing. Jennifer, you've got a few thoughts and and different strategies that can help with pain. And I think one of them was pet therapy, which which really appeals to me. (laughs) I've had pets for as long as I can remember, except until quite recently, but we're not allowed to have them. But well, this comes back to really being in the present moment and doing things that connect the body and get the uh, good hormones going in the body. And there's a number of things. Pet therapy is amongst them. I mean, humour is another one. When we laugh, we yes. produce lots of good endorphins, which are your happy hormones. Yes. But they've done an interesting number of experiments on pet therapy. And, mm-hmm. and they found that in one uh, I read about that they uh, were taking a dog into um, elderly folks' home who were often uh, bedridden Mm. or in chairs and they had this uh, older lady sitting in a chair and they wired her up and they did blood tests and they did the same to the dog and so they monitored both the dog and the lady and they found that when she patted the dog and she connected with the dog that she got lots of these endorphins or happy hormones and it really helped just to be in the present and feel good and as well, endorphins decrease pain. So they're a very good antidote to pain. It's like we've been given something in our body that is that helps us with our pain. And when we get the endorphins going, the pain level goes down. These endorphins, they're related to morphine. Is that right? Is um, that correct? I don't know about that. But that's possible. Is that, is that they right? have a natural... Well, they do say they're yeah. like hundreds of times more powerful yes. than morphine. Yes. You know, the endorphins are that mm. good at reducing mm. pain. And I found that. But the interesting thing with this experiment was that when they measured the dog, the dog was having the same response. Oh, the endorphins, the dog, Which is why it wags that... its tail. It's almost yeah. smiling. Yes. So when they both interacted, they both got the benefits. Oh, isn't that special? Yes. It's, yes. it's a wonderful process. Not just one way. So, yeah, so we do have a, a natural pain relief, but how many people when they're in pain, when they're in pain laugh? Yes, yeah, they don't. Well, they don't. Not yeah. unless they've got someone to make them laugh. I, well, I, I found that with my father. He was in a lot of pain in a nursing home for many sure. years. And when I'd go in and talk to him and get him laughing, after he'd say, oh, that was so good, I didn't feel any pain. Yes. See, because of this phenomenon. Completely have their yeah. mind taken away yeah. from it, distract yeah. them. Well, one, it focuses you in the present, but it also gets the endorphins going that bring the pain levels down. Yes. Mm. you have any more thoughts there, John? I had a patient came to me. She was actually a member of a church I was attending. Mm-hmm. 
And she would often complain of back pain. In fact, it would keep her from working, keep mm -hmm. her from coming to church. And so uh, I, I, I was practicing orthopedic surgery back then, and uh, so I invited her to come to my office. You know, come to my office. Let's check mm -hmm. out this pain. See, see if there isn't something that can be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she came to my office, and we sat down, and uh, I had her fill out a sheet of paper with... Uh, some facts before she sat down. She just filled the paper clear full and had written in the margins. And, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, okay. And so I asked her, well, just tell me about the back pain and how did it all begin? Oh, 30 years ago, I was out on the farm and my husband <laughs> made me lift the tongue of a really heavy trailer. He should have known better than to make me lift that. And when I lifted that, I felt something go pop in my back and I have never been the same again. And, and the story sort of went on and on between what her husband had made her do and she was upset and, was a, and I'm like, 30 years ago, okay, what didn't heal? Uh, bones heal in three or four months. Uh, yeah. Ligaments, tendons, and muscles heal, heal in three or four months. What didn't heal? And, uh, you know, this it's like it doesn't fit physiology. Why is this happening? And I realized, you know, with a big story like that, the emotional, <laughs> mental emotional factors. pain was to do with the body's pain. Body, the body's memory, again, every time she thought of a husband, she thought of that event and the back was going out in sympathy, literally. Yeah. That's right. Mm. And so I thought, okay, what, what, what she needs help with is mm. the mind-body connection. Mm. So I, I had a set of uh, audio uh, CDs that were by some psychologists uh, like mm -hmm. Jenny who cover mind-body connection mm -hmm. things. And I loaned them to her and I said, here, listen through these, uh, take mm -hmm. some time with them, uh, sort of follow what they're saying and see if it isn't uh, your case and isn't mm -hmm. helpful. Well, she listened to this, okay. and she was delighted. This is wonderful. This is just it. This is me. <laughs> and her pain went away. And for three weeks, she cleaned house. She gardened. She planted yeah. wildflowers out in the pasture. She did all kinds of things. Mm. And then, whether subconsciously or consciously, she realized that that farmer husband of hers didn't give her any attention unless she had some physical ailment to complain about. Mm. She got back her she back pain and she got yeah. back her attention. And at that point, I said, okay, I'm out of here. If I solve the back pain, I yeah. ruin the marriage. So, yeah. But all to illustrate, the mind-body mind connection, connection is huge in back pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are several things there because... Yeah, one of them is the illness behaviour. She found that when she was having pain, he gave her lots of attention, which she wanted. So that kept it going. So that's the illness behaviour. You learn to get attention through your illness. Um, and I, did she ever recover from that? Or she, you don't know. You don't know. Okay. The other one is when we have a traumatic event, um, which is what she had. That was traumatic, but mm. she blamed her husband for it. But a lot of the people I deal with actually have trauma where they'll have an injury caused by an accident, for example. So when they've had the trauma and the, the back's been injured, mm. then they go and have surgery and they've got plates or screws and rods mm. and all sorts mm. of things, which is highly traumatic and, and, and the whole body doesn't like it. So they have a more complex pain process because it's not just an injury. And some of those were injuries, but they hadn't had like that, that first lady, she didn't go and get surgery. If she had, she probably would have had more problems because she's got things that are going mm -hmm. to aggravate it. So I find I have to help people deal with it in 
other ways as well. And yes, listening to your dietary principles, I do do some of those and get them onto the right diet and plenty of water. But I have found that um, there's in nature, there's a magnesium chloride oil, which is they harvest from the sea. And it's a natural, um, it's not a true oil, but it absorbs, but it actually helps to relax the muscles, relaxes and heals the nerves. Mm. And it also reduces inflammation as an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So I often get them to do things like rub that on the area as well. So they have extra things that sure. help because they've got this permanent aggravation within their system. Yeah, yes. The other thing I have to do is help them to release the trauma because they are carrying a traumatic memory from an event and it's not just in the body it's also in the mind and the emotions and the nervous system mm. so then we do some uh, things to help them to allow the body to correct itself um, and then of course we look at stress management and relaxation strategies you say allow the body to correct itself yes. what yeah. what do you mean when the nervous system reacts to an event and mm. it actually freezes it it can't release it every time the person and has a memory of that event and it might not be a conscious memory it might be that person who was in a car accident is out somewhere and they hear an accident nearby and they find their body is starting to react because okay. the body responds to that but if I get them to realize that's what the body's doing on a conscious level and mm. then I use the breathing that we have talked about before to slow the heart rate down even it out and what happens it helps mm. the nervous system oh. to release the stress of that event that they've just dialed up. Could there be unconscious cues things that they're not even aware of? Well there are unconscious cues but that's where because it's embedded in the five senses. Mm. Our memory bank in our brain is a five sense around video it's not just the twos it's not mm. just you know sight and sound it's all five senses so it can do with touch sight sound smell taste and when an event occurs all of those senses are embedded with the event mm -hmm. so if it's certain smells around the accident for example and they might go to a garage and they smell a certain smell it can trigger oh, okay. trigger the response right. and we haven't mentioned arthritis uh, perhaps we can have a little word about that John well, the principles of back pain are the same principles with mm. arthritis. Mm. And uh, maybe we'll touch on exercise and arthritis. Some people mm -hmm. think, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to exercise too much because I don't want to wear out my knees before <laughs> retirement because I'm going to need them during retirement to walk around and see the world on my, you know, pension. But uh, in reality, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. And what happens with your cartilage, just like with your discs needing pumped, your cartilage needs pumped. Mm it won't get nutrition to the cartilage if you don't, don't use it. Use it, And as you're walking, your cartilage is going pump, 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 and you're getting nutrition to it. Mm. Uh, and, and that would also uh, help you understand why we might say weight loss is hugely helpful mm -hmm. for arthritis. If you are uh, bearing a, you have a pair of knees that are supposed to handle 100 kilograms and you weigh 200 kilograms, not what do you good. think has happened to the warranty on those knees? <laughs> it's going to run out a lot sooner, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to run out a lot sooner. And uh, more weight, more wear and tear, mm. more arthritis. Mm. And so weight loss is actually hugely beneficial for mm. reducing arthritis and the symptoms of arthritis. Mm. You can imagine if you weighed nothing, how would you have any arthritis <laughs> you know, on the other extreme of yeah. the spectrum? Mm. And so our last uh, discussion of weight loss uh, really applies a lot to, mm. to arthritis as well. Now, in the food section again, thinking about what foods are good for your cartilage, your cartilage is made out of collagen. Mm -hmm. Collagen, if you look under a microscope, looks like a rope 
a three-strand rope that mm -hmm. is wound in a spiral. And uh, it so happens that vitamin C oh. is the vitamin that is needed to make that uh, collagen wind in a spiral. Mm -hmm. And you may have uh, heard of what happens when you have no vitamin C. Mm -hmm. The British sailors scurvy. would get scurvy. And mm -hmm. so they started keeping something on their ship to keep them from getting scurvy that would give them vitamin C. Does anybody mm -hmm. know what that was? Oh. Limes, I believe. Yes. And so <laughs> they called call call them, them limeys. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so if you are low in vitamin C, you have three times the risk of getting arthritis. Mm -hmm. And vitamin D, it doubles your risk if you're low in it for arthritis. Mm. So you want to make sure you get your vitamin D from the sun. Get your vitamin C from good fruits and vegetables. Mm. Fruits like kiwi, oranges, lemons, uh, pineapple. And uh, when you're sufficiently mm. nourished, mm. then you're much less likely to get arthritis. Is that right? Well, that's, isn't that amazing? It seems to always come down to the, the common denominators, doesn't it? You know, the, the good nutrition, the plant-based diet, mm. exercise, water, and it just seems to be underlying all of the, the ailments that we've even talked about, which is pretty much most of them by the time this series is complete. That's, that's really amazing. Dr. Rosemary Stanton is the foremost dietitian in Australia and she said that a, a predominantly uh, a diet dominated by plant foods is almost certainly the way of the future, not only for mm. our personal nutrition but for the health of the planet because really we can't sustain uh, the production of animal foods and uh, we really can't now and it's just getting more so. So the, the evidence is all there and wherever you turn whether it's mm. the World Health Organization or the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating or f people who've really um, uh, shall I say not con not controlled by vested interests, if I could say it that way, they will tell you that this is this is uh, the need. Dr. Esselstyn and mm. Colin Campbell and so on. The evidence is definitely all there. Magnesium also is a key factor with arthritis, and that's why having the right food diet would help that. But depletion of magnesium causes crystallisation of calcium because it puts a calcium in the bones. If we don't have it, then it's going to crystallise and go into the joints. So using, again, the magnesium oil can help to right. help with that. Yes, um, you were saying that the other day, and I, I've mm. really taken note of that. That's mm. Thank you for that, Jenny. Any more thoughts there that we haven't really covered today? John? Another therapy that we'll use for arthritis is charcoal poultices, mm -hmm. okay. which might seem like an unusual thing, yeah. but... Uh, we, I'll give you an example. What we do is we make up a mixture of charcoal and some uh, food thickener that will make it into a, uh, a Play-Doh that we can apply over a, a knee or an or <laughs> arm or an elbow or something. Pacey Play-Doh. And I had a gentleman who was uh, camping next to me. We were out in our caravan. And I asked him how he's doing. We sat down and talked. And I, I, he was like in his 70s. And and he was still working, driving a flatbed uh, semi. And I asked him, well, what, uh, you know, how are you doing health-wise? He said, well, you know, I had arthritis in my knees. All those years of jumping up and down from the mm. flatbed of the truck had worn out my knees. I went to see my primary care doctor, and they sent me to the orthopedic surgeon, and they, the orthopedic surgeon signed me up for knee replacement. He said, well, then... My friends who knew something about uh, uh, charcoal poultices said, well, why don't you try a charcoal poultice? Mm. He said, I put a charcoal poultice on my knees and the pain went away. 
And I'm wondering, why did I sign up for surgery? And so he ended up using charcoal poultices, canceled the surgery, and uh, that was three years later. He said about three times uh, a month he would put on a charcoal poultice to take away the pain. How would that work? What would, how would charcoal help? Charcoal pulls out the inflammation okay. so that the knees can recover on their oh, own. Isn't that such a simple thing to do? Mm. Well, that's all we have time for today, but you can view our programs on demand by visiting our website at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Just click on the watch button and you can download our fact sheets. Now, if you have a health concern that you'd like to discuss with Dr. John or with uh, Jennifer Skews, send an email to healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au and join us next time for more secrets of healthy living. God bless you.